0: it's the Friday press box on the run home. It
1: certainly is, and we welcome in uh, a very good human himself, Zion Dow from One Sports. Uh, happy New Year, Zion! Don't speak. Think we've spoken to you in 2024. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, good day, guys. Thanks for having me. No, I'm I'm all good. Back on Dick's work, and footy season's around the corner. It is. It is uh, indeed. Yeah. No.
1: Good time of year. It is indeed. Hey, Bev, um, I'll start our uh, Friday press box with you, uh, and then I'll ask the same question of Zion. Um, NZR scheduling Super Rugby blockbuster, probably the biggest game they can schedule, on the same night of arguably the most important cricket game to be played in this country since the World Cup. Um, as we look at the Black Caps getting over the line against Australia tonight, is that like a bit of naivety from from NZR?
0: Yeah, we we've dropped the ball. I don't know who does the scheduling. It might be a Super Rugby Australia. Yeah. It, it might be somebody somewhere. And you'd like to think, I don't know, when you're in that job, you even think, oh, should I just see who's playing cricket this weekend? Because
1: yeah. Eden Park's booked out, so maybe there's an important game yeah, going on there. Wh-
0: why aren't the Blues allowed to play at Eden Park this weekend? I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, we've, we talked about it at the start of the week. Gutted. Gutted for your sports lover. It's literally going to have to flick in between these two because, as we said, outside of an all-black Springbok test match, nothing would top tonight. Yeah. Nothing would top tonight.
1: It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm sure it's been a topic of discussion around the One News team this week Zion and, and I spoke to a couple of people from News Hub they've, they've sort of said the same thing that Beeve just said it just seems to be that this is something that has slipped through the cracks because they didn't bother to check what cricket game was on on a Friday night.
2: Yeah I think I'll reiterate what, what Beeve said I think I, you know, I'm not too sure if they take into consideration when the Super Rugby opener is going to be played a blockbuster game and, and also the cricket I think it has slipped through the cracks it's a real shame As well, because when you put it like that, it's a blockbuster Super Rugby game, and also um, it's mid-Feb. The sun's out, um, you know, it's hot weather. You've got the feeling, you know, you're in cricket season, and with Super Rugby starting so early, which this game I do, you know, I do fancy and I do want to watch. But it's just a shame that it's on literally starting at the same time.
1: Beav, when they when they saw this was an issue, and I'm sure that this was they probably noticed this probably late last year or whatever, do you think there's a there's a chance there that maybe they just go to Australia and say, Look, you guys can have the opening night. We're just gonna move this game <laughs> to Saturday afternoon or even Sunday well not not Sunday, because of course the game's on them, but like a Saturday afternoon fixture or something. Do you think that even crossed their mind?
0: No, because let's be honest, when did we know about this? About two, three days ago we started to work it out, didn't we? Yeah, sure. I mean, let's be honest. Let's take a little bit of heat off the poor scheduler. He, would have, he wouldn't have even known. And it yeah. would have been about, he would have probably worked it out probably Thursday last week when he, he himself was getting excited about watching the Black Caps play Aussie. He goes, roll, roll. Oh jeepers. Oh no. <laughs> I'll put the biggest game of the year against it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hey Zion, uh, look, Obviously the one run lost, though the four-wicket lost the other night, six-wicket lost the other night, get your facts right, Brad, was was not great. But what I was encouraged with, Zion, the form of one Devin Conway, who I think is a key part of any form of Black Cap success in the upcoming uh, three weeks against Australia, the, his return to form on Wednesday night when the hook shot was coming out, the drive was coming out, and that confident forward defence was coming out.
2: Yeah, I think it was that he needed, wasn't it? I think, and also, Gary said it during the week as well, Batsmen, even bowlers, they go through these periods of maybe not scoring runs, losing their confidence, just being a little bit out of touch. And when he was asked about, you know, do you look at another option? He said, no, it's just a guy um, out of touch and he needed a, a confidence booster and a, a big innings to hopefully get him back on track. And I think that's what it, what it was. The first, I want to say, 40 runs looked a little bit scratchy, if I'm honest, but once he got going, once he yeah, like you said, those hook shots, it, it looked like he was back and gee, even the numbers doesn't matter how he got how he got that, that score. Um, it's got to be a big confidence boost for him going forward. And look, he's playing at another small ground um, again, so hopefully he can replicate those numbers and that confidence just goes up again.
1: Beve when I was uh, at uh, Seddon Park last week with um, with the legends of New Zealand cricket, the likes of Coney, Bracewell and Smith, yep. Smithy in particular was like, you know, what's missing from Devon Conway's game right now is that tremendous cover drive. And the fact that he can pull so quickly, like when he's in form, and uh, as I said, design that—that to me is the indicator that that old mate has done a lot of work, and um, he's just a—he's a—he's a a couple of shots away from being the averaging one hundred and test cricket Devon Conway that we got at the start of his career.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I guess we were all worshiping the ground he walked on when he first came to the scene. And so the last month, uh, what's this? You know, form is form is temporary, class is class is permanent. And you think that this will this will launch him again because you. Can't tell me that Australia for the first 20 or 30 runs wasn't chipping him about where he's at in the world right now. You can't tell me that they weren't into him. So to to face his own demons as far as his recent scores, to face the stuff that would have been coming at him from the Australians, uh, it's, it's, he's back. And I think we can rest easy knowing that, yes, that top five in the test is going to be as rock solid as ever.
1: Sion, the uh, blackcap selectors may have created a bit of a headache for themselves when it comes to the Red Bull game. Will Young uh, filling in for Daryl Mitchell last week uh, and played his part in that match-winning partnership with Kane Williamson to get the caps over the line. Has he done enough... To force the Black Caps into a rethink and potentially play six batsmen with uh, Mitchell coming back and maybe at the expense of Glenn Phillips?
2: Yeah, maybe because you look at the option of Daryl Mitchell who can bowl. Glenn Phillips has showed he can bowl spin, but um, Mitchell has that ability to bowl. I think, has Will Young done enough? I think so. I probably see him more as a test player compared to to Glenn Phillips, and that's not to say Glenn Phillips isn't a test player, um, but I just think the way that he plays, Mitchell's batting style and Glenn Phillips' batting style are oddly similar. They can bash the ball. They can score it. But Will Young has a little bit more temperament, a little bit more time um, in the middle order when, you know, if they do collapse like it has in the past. Um, you know he can kind of be there and, and save it like we saw in that match winning against the Proteus so look for me I think with Daryl Mitchell coming back um, yeah I think Will Young can can fit in and he's shown he's been in and out of that test squad but he's shown that at times when he's when he's in there he can play a very important role with the bat
1: Beav Zion hits a nail on the head Will Young never let that black cap test team down and if you bat him at 6 you have Blundell at 7 Satner at 8 and then you pick your 3 best quick bowlers that is a that is a strong versatile team and it gives you that safety net, I guess, of having a Will Young coming in at six if you do lose two or three early doors?
0: Yeah, we certainly think it's been signposted that they are gonna lean on the side of being batting heavy. Yeah. All I'll say to this conversation is does Santner become vulnerable? Yeah, with, f- with the fact that Phillips has proven to be able to take test match wickets.
1: And, and I guess, and there's a lot of left handers in that Australian team as well. And, and a better bat. Yeah, and um, did Phillips do enough with the ball? And that was a discussion John Brace was having during the commentary, is is Phillips good enough with the help of Ratch and Ravindra yep. to go into a test match as your leading spin bowler? That's the question that Gary Stee's going to have to ask for himself. And just on that Zion, do, do you think that Glenn Phillips has proven, you know he bowled very very well in Bangladesh in, in friendly conditions, uh, I thought bowled really well in the second innings against Africa at the back into that, do you think he's showing that maybe, hey, if you do want to go in with the one spinner and the three quicks, maybe I could bet at eight instead of Mitchell?
2: Um, I don't think I'm convinced yet that that's surely the option. I think you look mm. at spin options there, and you've got Rachin and Ravindra who can bat, um, but I think Mitchell Santner is more the out-and-out out spinner there. Um, there were times in that Proteus series where Phillips didn't get a bowl, or maybe the captain was reluctant to to give him a bowl. But I ju- I just don't think yet that that spin option, and that's not to take away his ability. I think he is a bowling option, but if you're going in with one spinner, I don't think um, Phillips. Is the right guy to do it over Setna, who can also um, provide with the bet as well.
1: 15 out of four, you're on the run home. This is the press box, Zyndale from TV and Zedron and myself and Beeve, Zyndale uh, asked this question to Beave last night and he settled on Tamari Martin. So the Warriors have a very, very nice headache to have. Uh, who partners Sean Johnson in the sixth jersey? Is it Tamari Martin, Luke Metcalf, or potentially even uh, Chanel Harris DeVita? Dare I say even Dylan Walker? It is a good problem to have, but where would you like to to, to, to swing? For Beave, he was the cool Head of Tamari Martin with the likes of RTS in that, in that midfield might just be the way that, that Andrew Webster looks. What about for you? I know rugby league's a big part of your professional career.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, it's a, it's a tough one because either way you've got three guys there, that three NRL guys that will be ultimately, they'll be playing New South Wales Cup. Three guys that have proven themselves in the NRL that will miss out. I think for me the Dylan Walker option off the bench is great. For me that's six and seven um, is Johnson and Metcalf. And I say that because yes, Tamari Martin does have the cool head and, you know, I think he showed his worth there at the start of the season and at the back end of the season. But the combo that I liked and that probably worked the best for me in an attacking sense was before Metcalf got injured. That is was Johnson and Metcalf. I think Metcalf can really provide um, that attacking sort of prowess in the middle of the park where Johnson gets, you know, to the line and can set up set up the plays. It's a tough one because I mean, you know, that's that's my opinion. I think Johnson and mm. Metcalf are is, is the option there. Um and look it's 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 a good headache to have but then you look at guys like Harris Tevita, uh Temari Martin that are ultimately or, or you know even Metcalf will have to play New South Wales Cup and they're all very good players that can play in the NRL but I just think that link last season that worked best for me that I saw um, was definitely Metcalf and Aaron Johnson for me.
1: Beav, there is isn't, there is another dynamic with the Warriors in 2024 and it's obviously Roger tuivasa shek but he gives them another mode of attack he's also one of the best support players in the NRL do you think that will, will sort of change the way Webster might think about, about that? Because I kind of feel that Metcalf is prob- was probably his first choice last year until the injuries. you think, and I know that's where you think, do you think the RTS uh, position could be a, a defining factor in where, where he goes with this decision around who plays alongside Sean Johnson?
0: Yeah, I guess my, my reasoning yesterday, uh, Zion, was uh, very much that you've got RTS there and therefore do you want seven guys looking for themselves? Mm. And yeah. se- essentially... Sure. You know, you do want somebody that's right. I'm going to get Direct. RTS some ball early. I'm not looking for myself, and it's nothing. It's nothing about people look for themselves. I mean, there's nothing bigger than someone sitting here in this microphone that used to look for himself every <laughs> second time touch the ball. But uh, the idea of just getting RTS nice early, uncomplicated ball, I think that comes from a, someone like uh, a Martin who's who's not there to go after the line breaks himself. Um but in and saying that, hey, if, if I get the balance right with Metcalf, geez, didn't he prove himself last year that he could be an absolute threat as well.
1: And Zion, it's much better than here us here discussing who the hell is going to play alongside Sean Johnson. Well sorry, what was it's it's much better having this conversation than wondering just who in the hell is going to play alongside Sean Johnson yeah, instead yeah, of and- Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I mean, B uh, brings up a good point there in the fact that, you know, you look at the way Metcalf plays and he can open up a game. He can open up a game from the middle of the park. But also, Roger Tuivasa-Shek can, can do that. And probably it takes less pressure off someone like Metcalf if you've got Tamari Martin in there to give him that space, to give him that ball to to open up the game. And you're right. You know, these are guys, you know, the reason why I said... Metcalf is because he, he can open up a game, but you've got a guy like, you know, um, Roger Tuivasa-Shek there that can also do the same. So, yeah, when you do have, I guess, guys that are ball-hungry and do their best work of opening up the game, there's only one ball on on the field and they all, all want it. So, yeah, I think you you, you definitely raise a good point there in Tamari Martin's cool head that can create the space uh, for Roger to do his thing. And, God, he was good uh, in the trial match. I know it was only a trial match, but, uh, you know, I mean, for me, it was interesting to see how he would come back into the fold, but... God, it looked like he never really left on both attack and defence
1: as well. Best stat of the week. That's more metres than he made for the Blues in the whole entire season last <laughs> year. Uh, three quick questions to wrap. Uh, beef quickly. Lewis Clebert, Lewis Clarebert, Erica Fairweather. Are they on track to be surprise gold
0: medalists in Paris? Clairebert, not a surprise for me. He's my man. I'm, I'm on him. The heartbreak of the last, how he went out so hard, faded. I like, I just like the cut of his jib. But I'm all in on Clebert for sure. Yeah, and Fairweather, supreme Italian. What about for you, Zion? Do you think they can get the
1: job yeah, done in Paris?
2: Yeah, and I, I wouldn't say it would be too much of a, of a surprise to um, Kiwi swimming fans or Kiwi sports fans in general. I think it would be uh, to the rest of the world. But no, after that, a huge confidence boost to knowing that they they are world champions. Yet, yeah, I think it, it wouldn't be a surprise to me um, if they were standing on the podium in Paris later on this year.
1: Zion, Super Rugby question for you. Who's under more pressure, Vern Cotter or Rob Penny in 2024?
2: Well, I think I, I've got to say Vern Cotter um, just because... You look at what um, you know the blues, how long it's been since they've won titles. I know they' won that that Pacific title, but for me I think it doesn't count Cheapest doesn't
0: count that's
2: my personal feeling um, <laughs> in terms of the title um, but yeah look I, th- I think it's it's definitely Vern Cotter. you look at what the Crusaders have done over the last seven years, not to say that there isn't pressure o- on on Rob Penny,
0: um, but yeah, for me, I think it's it's on the Blues coach this season. Same for you, Beth. Uh To be honest with you, I think they've both got free hits. Vern Cotter is taking over a team where I don't think there's much expectation on, and the nature of this competition is they're going to make the semi-finals. Mm. And if they bow out then, it's like, oh, well, that's what we thought they would do. And Ver- and Rob Penny, I th- a little bit of the same again, he's going to make the semi-finals without a shadow of a doubt, and if they bow out then, it's like, oh, well, we didn't have Richie Moanga. Yeah. So I think both of them have got a free hit to a, to a point, and the nature of the competition. It's not like maybe super rugby teams of uh, competitions of 15 years ago when if you had a bad year, you'd finish eighth. Yes. These guys, these teams will both have a bad year and lose a semi final. Yeah. That's what a bad year could look like <laughs> for them. That's the state of rugby. And finally, lads,
1: rumour has it the Warriors fans need to circle Vegas for 2025. So, uh, Zion, you keen for a junket?
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. Vegas is the greatest place. On Earth, I've been I've been fortunate to go the la, um, twice within the last couple of years, and um, yeah, not even it doesn't even matter if rugby league's there or, or not. I'd still I'd still be keen on the trip.
1: No point asking beeve about a junket. I wouldn't even know what a junket is. <laughs> what are <laughs> these things? But the run home from Vegas in uh, in March twenty five for a couple of weeks.
0: Well, I did it from Paris at five o'clock in the morning. So what's the difference between that and Vegas? And the time zones <laughs> way
1: better. Hey, Zoe and Dale, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Uh, we'll catch up with you again yeah, soon. Enjoy the great it. night of sport.
2: Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Have a good one.